This is Thoughts from the Metal Cavern, where only one opinion matters, and it's not yours. On today's Tales here of Thoughts from the Metal Cavern, we'll be discussing what's on the box, which is only partly true to today's episode, because we'll be talking about a series that I've just completed watching on Apple TV, but then we'll also be talking about a movie that I went to an actual cinema to watch And I know that's sort of outrageous in this day of streaming services and free-to-air channels all over the place and so many opportunities to see movies at home. But there you go, it was quite an experience. So that'll be today's program where I talk about the TV series Shrinking and I talk about the movie 65. If any of that interests you, then please wait around to the completion of our intro music And we can talk a little bit more on today's episode of What's on the Box, right here on Thoughts from the Metal Cavern. you do when it comes to watching either tv at home or going to the movies to watch a movie or going to the cinemas to watch a movie perhaps that's a better way of putting it are your lives that busy that you don't really have a regular thing that you can actually or a regular time when you can actually sit down and watch something have you got kids growing up that you need to take care of and do everything for and not really get to bed until late and then you by the time you've actually sit down you're buggered and you've got no idea what to watch or are you out in the afternoons sending such kids to sports or the arts or dance or other things like that or you just don't watch tv well all of those things are quite possible so what i do as it turns out is there's generally only a couple of times a week where my lovely wife and I will sit down together and watch something. Uh, and then the other days, it's either taking kids to and from their work after school or dealing with their other sort of issues like that. Or as it is, preparing dinner or anything like that that can come up. So sometimes it's hard to decide what you're going to watch. And so maybe these episodes can help you out a little bit in choosing something that maybe you might want to spend your time watching. So for today, the TV series that I've just finished watching is called Shrinking. And it had it was its the first series. Uh, it was 10 episodes, uh, and each of the episodes went for about 30 or 35 minutes each. And it was on Apple TV. Uh, so if you want to watch this, at the moment the only place you can access that is on Apple TV. Now, this was developed by Bill Lawrence, Jason Siegel, and Brett Goldstein. Now, you probably know some or all of those three gentlemen. Bill Lawrence was the co-creator of such shows as Spin City and Cougar Town and recently Ted Lasso. And he was also the sole creator of Scrubs, which went for nine seasons as well. Uh, Siegel, you would probably best know as Marshall from How I Met Your Mother. 
But he's been in dozens of comedy films in leading roles and in uh, supporting roles. And, of course, other TV shows as well. Uh, Freaks and Geeks might be one that you all remember that was one of his first TV shows. And Brett Goldstein is a writer, a producer and an actor. Uh, he was he is involved as a producer on Ted Lasso and he's also a writer on that program. And he's in one of the starring roles as Roy Kent. So all three have got serious backing behind them when it comes to making this TV series. Now, the premise is, as is said on the Wikipedia page, which I'm going to use just for fun, a therapist, Jimmy Laird, played by Jason Siegel, dealing with severe grief, begins to breach ethical barriers by telling his patients what he really thinks, resulting in massive changes to his and their lives. Now, that's a general oversimplification of what the show is all about. But it has an outstanding cast. And Jason Siegel, of course, is the star, along with Harrison Ford, who most of you will know. Uh, Krista Miller, who is married to Bill Lawrence and has been in a lot of his shows. Uh, Michael Urie, Jessica Williams, Lakita Maxwell, and surprisingly, Ted McGinley, who will come to shortly. Now, this is an interesting show from the very start, mainly because the very first episode makes you think, is this really going to be a show worthy of watching? Because the opening scenes show Jason Siegel's character of Jimmy uh, going through um, a fair amount of grief as his wife has just died. And the way that he's dealing with this is uh, drinking too much, um, hiring prostitutes, and uh, taking lots of drugs. So anyone who thought this was going to be a family program from the start was <laughs> just sort of thought, oh, hang on, that's not quite right, not what I expect. Of course, once you get through the first episode, this all seems to even out a little bit. And Jimmy has a daughter whose name is Alice, who he has also has a strained relationship with because he has been dealing with his grief on his own without being able to deal with his daughter's grief. So his daughter is actually getting help from their next-door neighbour, Liz, who is played by Krista Miller, and her husband, who is Derek, played by Ted McGinley. Jimmy works at a firm, at a, he's a psychiatrist firm, uh, along with uh, Gabby, who is played by Jessica Williams, is one of the other therapists there, and it is headed by Dr. Paul Rhodes, played by Harrison Ford. So all of these guys come into it, and then you have Michael Urie, who is also terrific, who plays Brian, who is Jimmy's best friend, and he's a very gay best friend. And one of the patients that Jimmy looks to in the first episode is Sean, who is played by Luke Tenney, and he's a patient who's suffering from very much anger management issues, uh, that he, he had uh, a couple of tours of... Um, Afghanistan and he has issues that have been going on over there so there's all the characters who are in play so the relationships between all of these characters builds as you go through the series uh, and it's obvious that Jimmy had a reasonable relationship with his next door neighbours uh, with Liz and Derek at the start now it's a bit strained because of what he's going through and the fact that Liz is uh, dominating the uh, looking after of his daughter Alice. 
He's also having troubles at work, Jimmy, because he's unable to help his patients or doesn't feel he's able to help his patients. And so suddenly he decides he's actually going to become more involved in their stories and he's going to <laughs> suggest things to them that a normal therapist probably would not do. And of course, this puts Paul offside, his, his boss, uh, who doesn't agree with what he's doing. Now, uh, Paul also, as we find out fairly early on, is suffering from early onset uh, Parkinson's disease, which he has to deal with. He's also dealing with his estranged daughter. Uh, so there's a lot of stuff going on here that builds really nicely through the 10 episodes until we get to the end of what is now going to be the first series. There's already been a second series that has been uh, commissioned for next year. And to be honest, I got to the end of this and I was really happy with the way all of the stories were tied up. And I would have been quite happy to see it finished there. Now, in a perfect world, that's where it would have finished. Uh, things had been solved, things had been said, uh, relationships had been sort of you know mended to a certain degree, and everything was very nicely tied up until we get to the last scene where something happens, which will obviously then trigger what happens in the second series. But overall, you've just got to watch the characters and the way they are played. Now, Jason Siegel has always been terrific as a, a comedic uh, come drama actor and obviously anyone who's watched um, How I Met Your Mother would know how good he was in that role of Marshall which, which moved from a comedy to a serious actor at different times. And he does the same here. Uh, he's just so easy to watch and does plays his role perfectly. Harrison Ford is actually quite terrific as Paul Rhodes, and again, we all know Harrison is able to do comedy, but he does it so subtly here that it's really nicely done. And um, again, you have someone like Krista Miller, who's been so in so many of uh, Bill Lawrence's other TV shows, and she's always very good in what she does. And I'm very impressed with the way that um, like Jessica Williams is Gabby, Gabby's a terrific role, and she goes really well through it. And the way that Alice, uh, Jimmy's daughter, has to go with things, I'm not absolutely sure that that's sort of true to life. It, I think there's a lot of strings pulled there that, that may or may not have happened with her character, but it seems to work well. And Sean, who is the patient that Paul gets who eventually moves into his pool house, uh, one of the things that he shouldn't be doing, his character actually moves nicely into the group as well. So the whole story is based around the relationships of those characters and also um, Paul's work, oh, sorry, uh, Jimmy's work and, and Paul's work actually and Gabby's work and how that all comes together. Uh, it's very easy to watch, very nicely done. And surprisingly enough, for me, the star is only a recurring character, but Ted McGinley as Derek is just absolutely brilliant. Now, Everyone would know Tim McGinley from many things. The latter days of Happy Days, uh, Revenge of the Nerds, um, and of course, Married with Children. And he's always played that kind of offbeat character who's just not really a star, but he's just there in the background and he says a couple of things occasionally and then, and then sort of disappears. And he does the same sort of thing here, but 
I just think he perfectly nails the character and the way that it is used in the show. And every time he came on screen, I just laughed. And uh, I really enjoyed the way that he came into it. So what more can I say? Well, I don't obviously want to give away the entire um, story of, of the whole series. Um, but I think anyone who, is, who enjoys any of those actors will get a real kick out of this. Uh, like I said, it's 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 a basically a comedy drama. There's a lot of comedy and there's a couple of cringy bits. And there are times you just wish that they would get through what they were doing. And then sometimes they do and sometimes they don't. So, as I said, 10 episodes, about half an hour each. So, it doesn't take too long to get through. And, I mean, you could probably do it in a week if you gave yourself a couple of ep- episodes every day. Uh, or in your spare time whenever you get time three or four every three or four days maybe you sit down and watch a couple of episodes and i think you'll find it's easy watching performances are terrific um the writing is very good and you know there's going to be a second series so you know that the story's not ending so when you get to it and you get to the end you'll say ah that's what's going to happen okay anyway shrinking apple tv uh if you don't have Apple TV, you can get, obviously, you get your free um, trial periods for that kind of stuff if you want to have a look. There's lots of other great stuff on Apple TV I found, which I'll be talking over about over the next few weeks. Um, but this one is really worth watching. What's on your mind today? Like, I want to change, but I'm not particularly open to make those changes. I'm trying. Every time I get rid of one compulsion... Another compulsion comes up. Are you yawning right now? Spoiler alert, I feel like I'm stuck. Right. How does that make you feel? Jimmy! Liz! Hey! It's three in the morning. I'm sorry. What's in that bowl? Pretzels. The other bowl. Maybe some painkillers. Maybe? There's painkillers in there, yeah. I have to ask, is this you forever? I don't know. Oh, hey, Paul. I'm worried about you, kid. Having a grieving here. You've been numbing. Stop. You're doing sad face. This is just face. I have resting dead wife face. (laughs) He just kept on going on and on about how dumb I am. But he loves me. Your husband is emotionally abusive. He's not working on it. He doesn't intend to. Just leave him. Okay. I think I can help people if I get my hands a little bit dirtier. Your mom wanted you to scatter her ashes, right? We know what they should do. Don't you ever want to just shake them? Well, we don't shake them. I take that back to the front, huh? Sounds so unethical. You're just going to burn down your career and take me with you. Coin flip? Get out of here. This is my office. It took you longer than it should have. My patients are really thriving. This thing I'm doing is really working. I'm right behind you! Nobody gets through this life unscathed. I can't remember Mom's laugh. I can feel her slipping away. You're faced with a choice. Are you going to let your grief drown you? Or are you going to face it? Come through the other side. It's nice to see him. He's part of that. Just gonna leave your 
car here? I'm a white guy in Pasadena. The cops will probably just take it back to my house for me. Must be nice. Derek, how's it going? Just walking the dog. I didn't want. My patient moved into her sister's house. Sounds like the day's off to a great start for both of us. So on the weekend, I actually went to the cinemas and... Isn't it funny, though, that when you go to the cinemas, you, you, you try to line up for weeks when you've got a chance to actually go to watch a movie. And you see the movies that are coming up and you think, oh, I really want to see that at the, at the cinemas and I want to see that one and whatever it is. And when you actually find a little two or three hour hole in your whole, whole week or month that you can go to the movies and you look at what's on, and all you can find are bloody kids' movies or, you know, maybe shoot 'em up movies that your partner doesn't want to watch or, you know, maybe it's a, a, a romantic comedy that you, know, you don't want to watch. And you end up thinking, I don't want to watch anything like this, so what are we going to do? And you end up staying at home anyway and watching something on streaming service. So that happens a lot with us. Uh, and we try really hard to find a time to go to see movies and then obviously can't find anything on. So as it turns out, we had this period on the weekend where we had a, a two and a half hour gap where we could go to the movies. And the only things that we could see, I think, from memory was John Wick 4, which I can guarantee you my wife definitely was not going to watch, or 65. And so we went to see 65. Now, I went into this film thinking this will be okay. I'd seen the trailer, and from the trailer, I had imagined that what had happened was that sometime in the future, in our future, um, Adam Driver, who is the star, was in a spaceship, and he's had an accident, he's been hit by an asteroid, and he's crash-landed on Earth, but at some way, he's travelled back in time because he ends up back on Earth 65 million years ago. That was my take on what had actually occurred. And of course, they were talking about in the trailer how he had to try and get home. And I'm thinking, how is he going to get home? He's just travelled back in time 65 million years. There's no way in the world he can go back through time, no matter what happens, unless there's a, a wormhole that's opening up on you know in Australia somewhere and he's got to travel to Australia to find it. Or... I don't know, he has to travel around the sun really, really fast and travel back that way, you know, like Superman did in uh, Superman the movie. So, of course, I had no idea what was going on, but I thought, okay, let's go and have a look. And I thought, again, okay, it's a dinosaur film, you know, we've, we've had dinosaur films, we've had Jurassic Park, we all know what Jurassic Park's like and how some of those films are just some of the greatest action films of all time and some of the Jurassic Park films sort of sort of think well okay parts of the story are okay but the rest is just rubbish so I went to see it with an open mind I thought it, you know Adam Driver is always good in everything I've seen him in I really enjoy him and so I went to see it now as it turns out there's only four actors in this film in the whole film uh, and it's fantastically done because the first thing that comes on the screen is basically it tells you that the universe was started with the Big Bang and that prior to humans walking the Earth, there were other worlds that were populated by sentient beings. 
and then we go to a scene of on a beach on a different planet, uh, on a planet called Samaris, and we have Adam Driver and his wife and his daughter there. And so suddenly it's already, oh, right, okay, so this isn't set on Earth at the start. It's set on a different planet, and it's already 65 million years ago. <laughs> and Adam's going to get in his spaceship there and he's going to get hit there and he's going to crash and he's going to find out that that planet is actually earth right okay so i've got it and that's where we go um so as i said only four actors in the whole film most of it is adam driver for the uh, being the main character who's as i just said he was he's transporting people to a different planet and gets in an accident and crash lands and he has one of the younger kids on the on the uh, the shuttle that he's driving is the only other person who survives. So he finds his rescue pod has crashed uh, when the when the uh, when his spaceship crashed on Earth. It broke in half, and he's found his uh, shuttle his escape pod. Sorry, about fifteen k's away. So he has to get fifteen k's away. But of course. Now there's dinosaurs and all that kind of stuff. And this is where the movie gets amazingly interesting because I just thought, okay, he's going to have to avoid some dinosaurs here. He's going to get to the pod. Surely, you know, he's going to get away. Everything will be fine in the end. And then the next hour is one of the most fascinating hours of film that I have watched in some time because it's non-stop whatever he's doing or wherever he's going in this you know travailing firstly trying to fix his spacecraft that can't work okay he's worked out he's got to go and get to this escape pod right we've got to get there and he comes across bang okay there's this kind of dinosaur here and whatever and then oh my god he's going to get caught he's going to get eaten and whatever and, and the, the kid that's with him is going to get the same they get through that and then within 30 seconds something else has happened and then um, oh, then they slide down here, and then we're in quicksand, and then oh, we're being chased by a dozen different dinosaurs, and then we've got this great big T-Rex or something like that at him, and then it's night time, and he's going to try and sleep, but he can't sleep because <laughs> he's got other things going on, and the girl who's with him doesn't speak his language, so they're unable to communicate in the normal way, so that, of course that makes it harder, and it really is, I'm explaining it so terribly, and it's not until you actually watch it that you realize how amazingly well this was written and filmed because it's just nonstop for an hour. And I know that my wife was sitting there and a couple of times she had to close her eyes and turn away because she couldn't watch because <laughs> she thought this was going to happen or definitely this something was going to happen like you know the, the hole they were crawling through was just going to collapse on them and cause crush them with, with the, the two ton of stone above them or that they were going to stand there and then out of the forest this dinosaur was going to come and bite someone's leg off or their head off or whatever it was it was just non-stop the whole thing was just fantastic and you know you'd sort of get away from this dinosaur or this particular incident and before you knew it you were already going headlong into the next one I was blown away by how much I enjoyed this film. And it's, like I said, it's it's simple in the fact that there's very few actors, there's very little dialogue. Uh, it's all sort of, you know, man against 
ridiculous animal. And yet it's really, really entertaining and so well done. And Adam Driver always has a presence on screen and he definitely has that in this film. And the girl who plays his uh, offsider, um, Ariana Greenblatt is her name, the actress who plays Koa, just terrific. She's really good in this as well. And I'm assuming this is her first film. I could well be wrong. But that was she was just terrific in the role. So, look, I know it won't be for everyone. And I think maybe watching it on the small screen, you will lose a bit of the impact, um, which is unfortunate. I was so glad I saw this on the big screen because I just loved the way the whole thing came across the screen the parts in space, uh, and then, of course, the dinosaurs part, and then the ending as to why they had to get off as quickly as they could possibly do it, which all tied up really nicely. And so it's difficult for me to say everyone should go and see it, uh, and perhaps that anyone, everyone will actually enjoy it. Um, and it's not really even if you enjoyed Jurassic Park that you'll enjoy this, because it's not really that kind of film. It's it's an action film uh, where we have someone trying to get from here to there, uh, rather than I guess as in Jurassic Park, where we're trying to escape the dinosaurs to get out of the park. Not quite the same sort of vibe, and of course a much bigger cast in that one as well. Whereas this is really just two people against the animatronics and the special effects. But I really enjoyed it, and if you're hard up for something to do while it's still on at the movies, and you've got a couple of hours spare, you could do worse things than go and watch 65. Charter 373. This is Commander Mills. My ship was hit by an undocumented asteroid. Transporting 35 passengers.
And that concludes today's episode. So for those of you who have made it this far, thank you once again for tuning in and getting through my ramblings. I hope you found it interesting enough, even if maybe it gave you, it may help you make a decision as to whether you should watch something or not. Um, that's, uh, to be honest, I'm just doing this because I enjoyed both those shows and I felt like putting that out there for everybody. Uh, and again, neither Shrinking nor 65 will be for everyone. But I think that certainly with Shrinking, if you love those those actors, uh, you will love the show. And 65, I think if you like action films and you like things that just keep going and going and uh, and if you're like my wife who likes just looking at Adam Driver, uh, I'm sure that you'll enjoy it as well. So yes, thank you again for tuning into What's on the Box. Perhaps What's on the Screen might have been a better one this week. Um, and as we go along, maybe I'll have more thoughts on more TV shows and more movies to express to you and allow you to listen to my dulcet tones continue on when they've been already had enough. Good Goodo, that is the end of the program. Uh, thanks again for tuning in, and I do hope that if you enjoyed this, or even if you didn't, that you will tune in for the next episode of Thoughts from the Metal Cavern. Cheers. You have been listening to a Metal Cavern production.